She's a small wonder. I'd like you both to meet Vicky. A child unlike other girls. And that's a real kid, right? No, no, it's a robot. Made of plastic. Microchips here and there. You're my voice input child identical. V I C I I pronounce it Vicky. Hey everybody, Angela Bowen here, the host of She's a Small Wonder, a Small Wonder podcast. How's everyone doing today? Good. Well, today I am bringing you my review of Season 1, Episode 14, entitled The Burrito Story, which aired on January 4th, 1986. In this episode, Jamie learns about business when he sells burritos. It's got a 7.7 out of 10. Um, looks like Reggie is returning, Jamie's best friend, all right. The episode was directed by Peter Baldwin, writers Howard Elbricht, I can't pronounce that name, Sol Weinstein, and Howard Leeds, of course, the creator. Um, there's a connection here. Jamie tells Reggie that Vicky heard the expression on the Cosby show, so I'm guessing, so he's basically covering his ass so he doesn't sound racist, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All right, so let's look at the DVD box. It says, Jamie attempts to mass-produce burritos made by Vicky. Because, of course, if you have a robot, why wouldn't you want to try to sell a food product? Because she can make it so fast. But then again, it's Vicky. You know she takes everything literally. You're going to have to like watch her do every single step. Ay, ay, ay. You know that every time the episode is basically based around Vicky misunderstanding something and the family having to correct her. Yeah. Never learn lessons, I swear. If they did, the show wouldn't exist. It wouldn't keep going. <laughs> of course, if you want to follow along with the podcast, you can do so by going to Facebook. It has a Facebook page. She's a, she's a small wonder, a small wonder podcast. So that way you can find out about what episodes are coming out. Usually this podcast is pretty much just one episode a month for the time being. So, Alright, so we come out of the intro. We're in the living room. And Vicky is watering what clearly looks like plastic yellow flowers. Those things don't even look close to being real. Speaking of yellow, Joan comes out and she is wearing a blue top with a yellow belt and yellow pants. Guess they're all about the yellow this episode. So I don't know what time of day this is supposed to be. Does he work a normal 9 to 5? I have no idea. But he comes in and she's like, hey honey, how you doing? He walks past her and she's like, what, no kiss? So he goes over, dips her, and then kisses her. And Vicky comes over with a watering can. So what is she going to, like, give him a cold shower? Like, here, let me dump this watering can of cold water on you. It's not like she's never seen them make out before. I mean, they're not, like, going at it in the living room. <laughs> oh, no, she's mimicking Joan. Like, what, no kiss? Like, yeah, because he's going to kiss his robot. Uh-huh. And Ted's like, you don't kiss a robot. And Vicky's like, it couldn't hurt. It's like, well, where did she get that from? <laughs> I guess along with mimicking other people, Vicky also somehow over a short period of time with the Lawsons has gotten her own personality. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go for it. <laughs> Even Ted's like, well, where'd she get that from? And Joan's like, well, I don't know. Maybe she picked it up from watching TV. So Joan has said something about people coming to the door, and Ted looks at her like, yeah, who came to the door and said, kiss me, it wouldn't hurt? Like, what? <laughs> what other male visitors come over to the house when I'm at work? I'd like to know. Like, okay, dude, calm yourself, please. <laughs> this is 
so we hear about Joan's friend Stephanie, who apparently Ted's heard of her. Like, yeah, how is Stephanie the struggling copywriter? And Joan's like, well, she's worked, I guess she works in, like, New York or something. And Joan's like, oh, well, she's the, now the struggling, like, vice president. So, of course, it's the 80s, where apparently everyone thinks that women just sleep their way to the top when they work at a company. Because that's exactly what Ted's like, oh, well, she must have struggled her way up to the top with her boss or something. Like, okay, not everyone has to screw with their boss just to get ahead in life. I mean, I get it's the 80s, and somehow women got a rep for that. In business world, you can't get ahead without the, come on. Ugh. You gotta stoop that low, you are in the wrong profession. I swear, didn't we just hear this saying in another show? You've come a long way, baby. Like, what? That's a saying or something from back in the... I even heard that in The Wonder Years. And that show was set in, like, the last two years of the 60s and into the 70s. I'm going to look that up and see where did that saying originate from. Because it's all about, you know, telling women they've come a long way from being housewives or some shit like that. Okay, here we go. If you were alive in, in America in 1968, you might remember the phrase, You've come a long way, baby. It was an advertising slogan for a brand of cigarettes? Are you serious? Are you serious? Yes, Virginia Slims. I thought that was more like, You've come a long way, lady, from being, you know, a housewife in the 50s and now you're like working up the corporate ladder in the 80s or some shit like that. But no, it's a slogan for cigarettes. Oh my god. And not yet, it's not like marbles or anything. It's like Virginia's lady cigarettes. My goodness, poor Joan. Now she's like, oh, I wonder where I'd be if I had chosen a career and I didn't like get pregnant by you in college and decide to have, you know, I could be doing anything right now. Yeah, she refers to herself as a ordinary housewife mind you this isn't the 50s and it's not leave it to beaver and she's not joan cleaver this is the 80s yes women were some of them still were homemakers and housewives but some of the other one i think she's maybe she is a little jelly of her friend you know in new york now she's a vice president and now joan wishes like gee i wish i could have done something more with my life why'd you have to knock me up in college <laughs> She does end up being Jamie's teacher in, like, season two or three or four, one of them. They finally, eventually, towards the end of the show, do integrate Vicky, and they do, like, let's let her wear modern clothes like a teenager would wear, because how long before she's going to outgrow that red dress with the, uh, the white apron whatever thing on her? I mean... She ain't gonna wear that forever. And the fact that she does, and no one's like, gee, Vicky, don't you own any other clothes? I'm sure Harriet must have brought that up at one point. So Ted's like, hey, honey, you're welcome to my job. Hey, what about you're an accredited teacher? Remember when she had to do that so that way they could quote unquote homeschool Vicky? Yeah. But she, he's like, well, you can just do that. Be a teacher. She's like, nah, I'd rather have a job where I don't get beat up. This isn't dangerous minds, for fuck's sake. <laughs> You'd be teaching 11-year-olds. They're going to beat you up. <laughs> so, yeah, she mentions this, um, about a lady at a boutique saying, hey, you'd be great as a sales lady or something. Maybe you should come in. 
And he's like, yeah, if you're as good at selling as you are at buying clothes. I'm like, dude, have you seen the pitiful allowance you give your wife? Remember when wives had to ask their husbands for money? <laughs> I don't have to do that. I'm not knocking those that had to either, by the way. She wants to, like, work with the public and get out amongst the people and, you know, earn. She wants some play money. She wants some money for herself. So she's kind of like... You are the head of the household, you make the majority of the money, you pay the bills and everything. But I kind of want to do this for me, which is good. Get out. Get out and get amongst the people. Do something for yourself. Have your own money. One day we're going to get to the burrito story, which I thought was plot A. But right now, if this is plot B, we're spending a lot of time in it. That doesn't have a problem. Like, hey, honey, if you want to do this, go for it. But she's, of course, weird, like, who's going to run the house, the dishes, the laundry? It's like, well, I'm sure he's like, well, honey, I created a robot to do all of those things. And she may look like a child, but at the end of the day, she's still a robot. But yeah, we got Vicky here. She can do all that stuff. It's like, yeah, but you got to watch her so she doesn't, like, she screws stuff up all the time. So, yeah, he says she's probably already programmed from half the stuff she watches on cleaning commercials and stuff on television, so... And then he's like, hey, go set the table, Vicky. And she's like, I'm just an ordinary housewife. <laughs> she, <laughs> yeah. You sure you want to do a customer service job? Seriously, Joan? I've done that. I've done that shit. It's, fu you think being a housewife is ordinary? You want to get out amongst the masses and deal with people's bullshit? Hell, have at it. Have fun. I give it a week, if that. But he's like, yeah, whatever makes you happy makes me happy. Just don't come home too tired not to make me happy so as then if I want sex you better be ready for it <laughs> like, yes because that's what the man wants am I right <laughs> all she has to do is lay there anyway I mean he'd be doing all the work the thing about the 80s I mean the TV couples in the 80s they weren't shy about showing their affection on screen even when divorce in the 80s was at an all time high that was, like, the epitome of, like, divorce. This was a new concept. It's like, everyone's getting a divorce. I'm going to be a free man. I'm going to be a free woman. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to play this clip for you. Try that. No, I'd rather have a job where I don't get beat up. 
with her if she wants to do this uh, boutique thing, you know, working there, as long as she's not too tired to uh, have sex with him. <laughs> anyway, um, Jamie comes in while Joan and Ted are kissing, and Jamie's like, wow, you guys don't even wait till I go to bed anymore. And they're still kissing while he brings up the whole thing about wanting a new bike. And Ted doesn't even, they don't even bother to stop kissing while Ted's like, no, Jamie, you're not getting a new bike. And Joan's even like, honey, what, once they're done, um, she, she's like, what's wrong with your, your old bike? And he's like, well, it's old. It's like, tough shit. I can't even imagine how much bikes cost. I remember when I was like nine, I had my first communion and I got a bike with the money I got from my first communion. But I can't even remember how much the bike even cost. I didn't, it definitely wasn't nowhere near $100. And I think the bike I got after that was from a garage sale. I mean, I wasn't there to pick it out or anything. Someone, like, I came home from school and it was, like, there. It was, like, a 10-speed bike where the brakes are on the handlebars. So Ted just says, hey, son, I'm not giving you the money to get a bike. If you want a bike bad enough, get your fanny out there, get a job, learn how to do something. And he even says, well, your mom's going to be working. You can get a job, too. 
And he's like, Mom's getting a job? Who's going to cook and, you know, cook dinner for us and everything? And Ted tells him, well, Vicky's actually going to be doing that now. Because, you know, she can, because she's a robot. She can be programmed to do that. He's like, do you have a problem with that? And Jamie's like, well, no. I just, I thought for a second you were going to be cooking. <laughs> so Joan, of course, when she asks Jamie about, you know, what's wrong with your old bike, and he's like, well, it's old. And Joan's like, well, so is your father, but we still use him. <laughs> yeah. One thing that uh, also that Jamie says, Dad, I'll make you a deal. If you get me a bike now, you won't have to get me a car later. Yeah, right. Yeah, Ted's like, son, if you want to get a bike, or a car for that matter, get a job like your mother. Your mother's getting a job. You can get a job. Of course, when he hears that his mom's getting a job, he thinks, oh, gosh, we're in dire straits. What's wrong? So it's the next morning, and Joan, of course, is so nervous that she can't even sit down and eat breakfast. It's like, that's not going to help you. You should get something in your stomach. I know she's probably got nerves. She's never done any, you know, this is basically retail work. But you're going to want something in you to get you go to keep you afloat, at least until whenever your break is. She's like, well, I got to help get you two on your way. And Ted's like, honey, sit. Vicky is programmed to do all that. Don't we just sit down? So Jamie wants toasts. Ted calls Vicky over. She brings the toaster. He plops a couple pieces of toast in there. She's got an outlet in her armpit area to plug the toaster in. I'd be like, yeah, but you're, that toaster's going to be sitting on a tablecloth. That's a fire hazard. Oh, she lifts it, and then it just pops right out, and the stuff is done. Like, wow. So Jamie, of course, has been putting his father's advice to his mind. It's like, you know what? I thought about it, and I'm like, just go for it. Go for the gold. Oh, by the way, how do you get rich? So basically, he wants probably wants to do one of those get-rich-quick schemes. Like make a lot of money and a lot of and fast time without a whole lot of work and thought into it, which usually a lot of those things sometimes don't always pan out. So he tells Jamie point blank, like, look, you wanna get rich, here's the thing. Work your whole life, save your money. And Jamie's like, eh, I don't know about that. What's plan B? Ted's like, well, then marry a rich girl who's got a rich daddy who worked his whole life. Basically, in other words, marry into money. So Joan's like, honey, you're going to drop me off at uh, the boutique before you go to work. And then she gets ready to go. But he, wait a minute, what about dinner? Vicky says, I can make any meal in your cookbook except for this section because there's gravy that was spilled on it. So she can't read it. So I'm going to play this clip. Joni, honey, why don't you sit down and eat a regular breakfast? Oh, I'm too nervous about my first day on the job. Besides, I have to get you two on your way. Vicky is programmed to do that. Can I have some toast? Vicky, some toast, please.
So Joan and Ted come back from their jobs, and Jamie comes out of the kitchen wearing an apron. And Joan's all like, oh, you look cute. And he's like, oh, well, I've been helping Vicky with the dinner. And by the way, I invited my friend Reggie. Is it cool if he stays for dinner? Because we're working on a project. And they're trying to guess, like, some fancy type of London stop at... He's trying to get in the room. <laughs> I have the door shut. They're trying to guess what fancy meal that he made for dinner for them. Like Coco Vaughn. I like the little uh, <laughs> side joke. He says, if I'd have known it would have been weighted on like this, I would have went to work years ago. Jamie calls the boutique a boutique. Like, how did your first day go at the boutique? She's like, that's boutique. And she sold two dresses. Okay, in the first, oh, oh, in the first hour she sold, I thought she sold two dresses, but, I mean, she did, just, she sold them to herself. So Ted, of course, was like, great, if your mom keeps going this way, we'll be broke. <laughs> he says, if your mother works long enough, we'll be bankrupt. <laughs> uh, well, that's the thing, like, if you work at a customer service job, how many times when I worked at um, a convenience store, I, okay, I gotta let him in, because he's just gonna scratch the door. <laughs> Of course, Ted warns Jamie, just please be careful with Vicky. We don't want Reggie to catch on that she's actually a robot. Because right now, I think they're just passing her off as... Because Reggie does at one point say, oh, you shouldn't be so hard on your sister. When Jamie's like, Vicky, clean up in here. We're going to do our homework. He's. I love how he does a little maitre d', like, your dinner is ready. And, of course... Joan puts her arm through Ted's, and she's like, oh, well, what fancy meal have you uh, created? And he's like, well, it's very special. Clams Casino, that's a thing? i never heard of that in my life. That's what Ted guesses. I love how they're all trying to put on, like, a fake, like, French restaurant accent. He's like, nope, nope. Like, wrong, wrong again. Burritos! She made burritos, and apparently she made a crap ton of burritos because there are so many leftovers they'd be having burritos for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for like over a week. They got the table set for four. They got little candles. It's really beautiful. If kids weren't at this table, I'd say this definitely looks like a romantic dinner for mom and dad. I like Reggie. He's such a sweetheart. He's like, well, thank you for having me over for dinner. I'm like, of course. And Jamie, like, goes, Madame, shall I put out your chair? And she's like, well, of course. Why, thank you, kind sir. Of course, Vicky goes to do the same thing as Ted goes to sit down before she pulls the chair away before he can actually sit in it cause, so he ends up landing on the floor. Of course, I don't know if this is... I can't remember the boy's name who plays Reggie, but I don't know if this is the character Reggie kind of like smirking, trying to hide his giggle, or whether it's the actual. <laughs> she made 62 burritos, because Jamie's like, hey, you guys want seconds, thirds? She made a little extra, and Joan's like, well, how extra? How many? Vicky opens the fridge, and they are just, they are in the fridge. They're not in any containers, just out in the open. It's like, get those into some Tupperware. Wrap them in aluminum foil, put them in Tupperware, keep them fresh. You'll have it for, Ted can take burritos to work. Joan can take burritos to work. Jamie can take them to school to eat. There you go. You don't have to waste time making a lunch. It's already been done. You, you can save on lunch money if he takes lunch money. 
Jamie, of course, is like, hey, why don't you two go out in the living room and relax? I'll clean up in here with Reggie and Vicky. It'll be fine. Of course, Joan could get used to that treatment of dinner being made for her and her just all she's got to do is sit at the table because, you know, the kids will clean up and everything. Like, yeah, for years you've been doing the stuff, so it's probably hard to take a break when someone else offers to do the work for you. Like, yeah, just it's almost like you probably don't even know what to do with yourself. Of course, it's the 80s. We get a fat joke, of course. In the 80s, we didn't see it as such. We all just laughed at it. Now, of course, we live in a very different world where this is considered fat shaming. He says, come, my dear, and tell me how 160 pounds of chubby fits into a 90-pound jumpsuit. Oh, for heaven's sake. Say, honey, tell me about your day. You don't got to fat shame anybody. So, yeah, Reggie's like, hey, let's get these dishes done so we can start on our homework. Jamie's like, ah, no, 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 don't worry. Vicky's got this. Vicky, clear the table, put the stuff in the sink, do the dishes, put everything away. There you go. And, of course, Reggie's like, gosh, man, you're kind of hard on your sister. Reggie says, wow, you sure push your sister around. And Jamie's like, oh, she doesn't mind. Detergent turns her on. Like, okay, seriously, can we stop saying turn, turned on? I get it. <laughs> Back in the 80s, it's like we didn't really see this concept as like, oh, it really turns them on. Like, ugh. Of course, when you tell her to put them in the sink, she like takes and drops them from the height of where her head is. Like, holds them up high, drops them. That's a great way to break stuff. Reggie's like, hey, why don't we give her a hand? Because otherwise there isn't going to be any dishes to wash, but nothing but shards. So Jamie agrees, like, yeah, we probably should help her out. And this is where Reggie says, hey, what are you going to do with all those extra burritos? And Jamie's like, well, to the kids at school. And, of course, Jamie wants to be a businessman. Like, yeah, we could really make some money. We could really clean up. Of course, his... For them being partners, is Jamie gets 65 and Reggie gets 25. Being we've seen Jamie now for four, this is the 14th episode, he is the kind of kid who would pull this kind of crap. I mean, remember in the Spielberg Jr. episode where he wanted to make a, a movie for some class or something, and he was all being a dictator and everything like that, and just being a brat, so they finally, actually, Joan and Ted jump in and have to say, well, you know what? Reggie's gonna be the star of the movie and you're just gonna do nothing. How good are those burritos, really? I mean, I know Ted said, wow, that's the best burrito I've ever had in, like, ever. And I'm sure the kids will choke them down because what kid wouldn't pass up homemade food over lunch food any day of the week, right? Like, burritos? Heck yeah. Beats having this soggy pizza. I love how uh, <laughs> Vicky's like, I think it means he's going to eat 62 burritos for lunch himself. Reggie's like, wow, man, you're going to take off like a hot air balloon. <laughs> yeah, right. More like he's going to puke halfway, barely, barely get into like five. <clears throat> yeah, he says, look, I'm not going to eat them. I'm going to sell them. Yes, you just see dollar signs in this boy's eyes. Like, hey, this is the way to get rich. And how much are you going to be charging kids for these burritos that aren't even in any form of plastic containers to keep them fresh? A colonel and his chicken. Yes. Ronald and his Big Macs. And of course, we can't forget the old Burger King. Burrito King. And Reggie's like, I'll be Prince. 
Margie's like, yeah, we'll be partners. And Jamie's like, yeah, sure. So I'll get 75% and you'll get 25%. And Reggie's like, what kind of partner is that as Jamie walks away? And Vicky's like, a stupid one. <laughs> See, even though she repeats things that other people says, she's got her own personality, too, which is cool. That she just picks up from things. I, it's just, it's funny. So I'm going to play this clip. <laughs> Excuse me? What kind of partner is that? Yeah, really. Stupid one. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. now we get we return from commercial if this were airing and Vicky is vacuuming the floor the Lawson's have some wicker furniture which I guess was kind of big I remember seeing a lot of wicker furniture on the Golden Girls and stuff so that's kind of a thing they still have that Ottoman type um, or what basically looks like a footlocker or something for a coffee table this has got to be filmed in front of a live audience, right? Because they're showing, like, her, like, she's got the cord to the vacuum, like, plugged into her armpit area, and she pulls it out. You just hear people, like, whoa, clapping. And, like, wow, what can this robot do? They're probably, like, I want a robot, only not a one that looks like a 10-year-old child. I think what they, yeah, because didn't they, like, the kids would film their scenes, but then when it came to... Uh, Tiffany Brissett, who played Vicky, they had to do, she had to actually stay so they could do all the, um, special effects and stuff like that. Oh my gosh! Reggie, I love you, Reggie! I love you! He comes in with Jamie home from school, and he's like, he, Reggie looks at Vicky, because I'm playing this clip, definitely. Like, hey, you're looking pretty cute today, little mama. <laughs> and I just, I remember last year I was watching Different Strokes, and that was like in the late 70s into early 80s. Willis, that was a thing back in the day that, that oh, um, people would say, like, calling someone like hot mama or hey, little mama or something like that. It's just, it's so weird because I was born in 82, so of course I don't, there's just some lingo that kind of, phased out by the time I was old enough. Like, I mean, I'm from the generation that was, like, and then hearing more stuff in the 90s, early 90s, like, both this was with everybody, was where someone said, hey, what's up, what's up? They'd say, what's up? Or, or no, no, um, maybe it was just me and my cousins. they say, like, guess what? Guess what? And you're supposed to say what? And when you say what, they say, you got the word. Which, I don't know, is that, maybe that was just a thing between me and my cousins. Or maybe that was actually a thing that other people did. I don't know. Oh my god! Vicky looks at Reggie and she's like, you're pretty cute yourself, Big Papa. I gotta play. This is off. Oh, this is gold. Whoever wrote these lines, oh my god, they're so good. <laughs> Hi, Vicky. Good
good no. grief. Hi, guys. What do you, do you want? want, Harriet? I happen to be looking out my window, and I happen to see you come home. And? Boy, so? Hers, like living next to the CIA. <laughs> Pretty much. And living next to you is like living next to an N-E-R-D. <laughs> Papa Joe from the Cosby Show. Now, I haven't seen every episode of the Cosby Show, but okay. I'll, I'll buy that. So, I thought those kids were going to sell those burritos for like, oh, I don't know, quarter, 50, maybe 50. But then again, they're like upper elementary, so kids probably only got like a dime on them anyways. Like, but they have big dreams. Oh, we're going to retire. Our parents can retire. They don't got to work anymore. We can pay someone to go through puberty for us. Hey, you guys got it easy when it comes to puberty. Us girls? No, we don't. You can pay someone to go through puberty for us. But, uh, yeah. So, of course, the girl who's always looking out her window, always stalking the Lawsons, Harriet, wants in on this. I guess she wanted a burrito. Gives Reggie 10 cents. Like, well, you'll get some tomorrow because we're out. And she's like, give me my burrito or I'll kill you. It's uh, <laughs> like, okay, okay, here's your 10 cents. She wants her 10 cents back, of course. But she also wants a cut in on the action, which, okay, I mean, she's one in a different, she's at least a year or two behind them because she's tiny. And she's missing teeth in her head because she's like seven or eight. I have no idea. But, um... Yeah, she figured, hey, um, you guys cleaned out with your grade. I don't see why we couldn't do the same with mine. And Reggie thinks it's a good idea. It's like, hey, we could use an, an extra person to bring in more money. 
And Jamie's like, yeah, sure. I mean, we can cut you in. Um, you'll get a penny burrito. And, of course, he balks at, like, a, a penny. And she's like, okay. I'm like, well, that was easy enough. <laughs> and Jamie's like, yeah, living next to her is like living next to the CIA. It's like someone is always... I'm surprised she doesn't know when they go to the bathroom. And all... Because she is so far up their asses in their business. And Bonnie is, too. It's frightening. The name for their, as soon as they said it, I know IBM stands for the like computers and stuff, but as soon as they said IBM, irritable bowel movement immediately filled in that, those initials. Like, yeah, you know, eating too many burritos, I'm surprised kids haven't gotten sick yet. I'm not saying that Vicky doesn't know what she's doing when she's making the burrito. She's all, I don't know if she's about safety and all that stuff, but. No one's gotten sick yet, so that's a good sign. But then again, we haven't still got like eight minutes left of this episode, so I don't know. Maybe someone's going to get ill. I just love how these kids think they're going to clean up and retire. Their parents can retire at age, like, 35. They have no real concept of how money works. <laughs> Jamie and Reggie come into their backyard, and of course they got, like, a wad of ones. And it's like, you kids flashing your money... I don't know how far away your school is, but you go flashing around even like a wad of ones, you're going to get jumped. Someone is going to see you with a wad of cash. They're going to beat you up. They're going to take your money, and then you're going to be out. I mean, these are the same kids that still think like at 10 cents a burrito, they'll be able to have their parents retire before they're 40. Yeah. And pay someone to go through puberty for them. So yeah, I guess that's how much money they... It looks like when they're fanning out the bills, because it's all ones, it looks like it's maybe 20 ones or maybe 25 ones, but no more than that. How does Jamie know all this shit? I mean, internet didn't even exist then. He's talking about money market and tax-free municipal bond. I didn't even know that at age 10. I don't even know that now at age 37. This kid's smarter than me. I guess you kind of had to be pretty smart back in the 80s at a young age <laughs> with everything going on the way it was. I mean, I don't think 10-year-olds today are going to know about money market and tax-free municipal bonds and crap like that. Kids are being kids. They're making, like, Snapchat accounts and Instagram posts. Of course, Reggie, love Reggie. He's thinking simple. Leather jacket with studs on the shoulders. Boom! There you go. That's that's something to work towards getting. I mean, there's nothing wrong with what Jamie wants with the tax-free municipal bonds and money market. I mean, it's good to think for the future. But you're a kid and you only live once. You got plenty of time to be putting money in the money market and your tax-free municipal bonds. So I'm going to play this clip. Oh, their IBM stands for International Burrito Makers. Uh, okay. Sorry, but if you associate IBM with burritos, yeah.
Okay. for tonight for dinner and Vicky is making what of course is a pizza crust and she's putting chocolate chips on it um I could <laughs> but she's got like marinated pizza sauce and other stuff in jars like not on it yet and I'm like oh that's gonna be nasty but you know how they have like um little cookie pizzas or brownie pizzas and stuff that's just like a dessert it's just or like cookie pies or something really there's this one thing i had at walmart it was really really good it was a um it was a brownie pie with like caramel and like pecans on top it was so good oh my god it was a, like a turtle brownie pie i think that's what it was it was so good it turns out this Joe's Pizza Place, or Joe's, he's dealing with 10-year-olds, and I guess he liked the burrito so much he wants a bunch of them. So Reggie and Jamie are going to have to spend, you know, Reggie's going to have to stay over again and help make all that stuff. Ted and Joan come in, Reggie leaves, like, hey, nice talking to you, Reg. <laughs> and... Joan's like, honey, I don't get my first paycheck for until Tuesday. Can you spot me some money? That's when Jamie pulls out his wad of ones. And of course, if you don't didn't know it was just a bunch of ones, because it mainly looks like a bunch of ones, they look at his wad of money. It's like, oh, yeah, Mom, don't worry. I can spot you some money. Hey, Dad, you a little short. I can help you out. And they're like, just where did my son get all this money? He's like, oh, well, I've been earning it. I've been, you know, doing stuff and of course red flag there doing stuff what kind of stuff well you told me if I wanted to earn money and if I wanted to get stuff for myself I had to earn it well this is what I'm doing and I'm just like guys don't get too excited it's just a bunch of ones it's not like he's got fives tens twenties and fifties in there he's not rolling high on the big dollars so it looks like they are having a little bit of an issue. I don't know what, 
how many burritos do they need? Because we didn't exactly get a quantity amount. Jamie's getting frustrated. Like, at this rate, we're never going to get anywhere. These... Vicky's got, like, a plate filled with flour tortillas. Jamie and Reggie are... Got pans with something that we can't tell. Like, probably burrito beans and stuff like that. But what's the dilemma, exactly? Because you see on the kitchen table, there's a plate of flour tortillas... There's the two pans that Jamie and Reggie are, you know, um, stirring. And then we have a plate or a tray of what looks like maybe 15 to 20 already made burritos. So what's the deal here? What's going on? So Jamie's like, we need a system here. Okay, so Jamie has Vicky laying out the tortillas kind of clockwise around the circular table. Jamie or um, Reggie is going to lay the beans on the tortilla, just kind of going. Or I think Jamie is going to be wrapping the tortilla, like getting the burritos actually folded in the shape that they need to be in. Are they cooking these burritos? They must be, right? This is something that you make, like pre, you pre-do, and then someone just takes it and heats it. But then wait a minute. No, if they're heating the food on the stovetop and putting the mixture into it, it should be okay to just pop it in a microwave and eat it. They really need to be putting those in containers. They're stacking them like a pyramid. They're gonna start to unravel and you're just gonna get ground beef or chicken or cheese and refried bean sauce and whatnot all over your tablecloth. There's five minutes to go, so I'm guessing they're going to wrap this up quickly and just realize maybe this isn't the way to do this anymore. Maybe we need to come up with a different venture. Of course, Jamie likes this new setup that they go on. Like, hey, we got a system going here. Kind of like an assembly line. And of course, Reggie looking up is like, yeah, eat your heart out, Leah Iacocca. Like, car guy. Oh, of course, I'm sure that's Harriet, who's probably going to want her share. Period, of course. Oh. Told you. <laughs> what are you doing here, Harriet? It's one o'clock in the morning. I smelled your burritos and I got hungry, so I just followed my nose. Well, turn it around and follow it back home.
I doubt it. Yeah. And the pan that Jamie's stirring looks like a combination of maybe chicken, cut up chicken and um, cheese. Anyway, there's a knock at the door, of course. I figured it'd be Harriet, who followed her nose. And Jamie's like, well, maybe you can follow your nose back home. And he slams the door in her face because it's kind of usually how things go. Harriet appears at the door. Jamie opens it. He slams it in her face after he insults her. So she says, well, I think I need to be included because I sold as many burritos as I ate. Even Reggie's like, look, Jamie, we really could use her help here. And even Vicky says, well, with th three people, we make three burritos every 12 seconds. With the fourth person, we'd make four burritos every 12 seconds. And if we added a fifth, as long as they haven't entered the country illegally, wow, this was, what, 1985? Sorry, no, January 1986 is when this episode aired. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Even then they were talking about stuff like immigration and 
stuff like that and all that stuff that's going on today and it's just like wow that stuff like it's always things that have come up I mean stuff that we thought of in 86 it's still even today is just a maybe even bigger of an issue that everyone has to yeah of course Joan and Ted wake up from all the noise that they're hearing of course this is a trope. You hear a noise in the house late at night. You think it's a burglar. Of course, they can smell. It smells like food. So, uh, I guess Ted's weapon of choice is a golf club of sorts. And uh, Joan, of course, schools Ted in the proper type of golf club you should be using if you want to whack somebody. If you want to take a person out. Like an intruder. Usually when someone on a TV show, I think they did it in Full House, um, One Tree Hill might have been another one, where weapon of choice to deal with an intruder. I mean, if you don't have a gun, of course, the next thing, baseball bat. And, well, Joan had snuck up on Ted, and he, like, he said, don't ever do that when I have one of these in my hand, a golf club. She's like, you know you can't hit anything with a one iron. He's like, oh, I told you I heard a noise. There's definitely somebody in the kitchen. And he's like, yeah. And he, like, lifts his nose up to smell. Yeah, they smell very nose. I'm sorry, but a burglar's not going to come into your house and you start cooking on your stove. Say, like, John, they're not burglars. They're not burglars. If you listen, you might hear some of the kids in the kitchen yakking away. I'm sorry, but kids can't work together without giggling or fighting or talking. So the kids have got their own little circular assembly line on the table going with the tortillas. Harriet's just, she's like tossing flour in the air and hoping it lands on the tortillas. Jamie, of course, is putting the mixture down. You got someone who's folding the burritos. So Ted comes in. It's like, all right, freeze. <laughs> he breaks up this little burrito making party. Vicky's like, we're either in trouble or we have two more workers available. John comes in and she's like, just what do you kids think you're doing? And Harry is like, yes, of course. What do you, just what do you think kids think you're doing? He's like, shut up. Go home, Harriet. Oh, for John, Jamie's like, oh, we're making food for the needy people all over the world. And Vicky's the one who's like, yes, needy people at Joe. It's Joe's Diner, I think. I thought it was like Joe's Pizza. But then again, it's like, why would you have burritos at a pizza place? Jamie comes clean and says, well, Dad, we actually went in the burrito-making business. And Reggie says how they're cleaning up. And Vicky says, yes, we're the IBM, the international burrito makers. So Joan asks an obvious question. Why are you doing this in the middle of the night? And Jamie's like, well, I didn't want you guys to know about it until it's filthy rich. Oh, that takes forever. Reggie says that they've been selling a lot of the burritos. And then Harriet adds how they... the all have to make a hundred burritos by tomorrow for Joe's Diner. I can't believe this guy is working with kids. I mean, this just, that is a common theme like on shows, kids start businesses, adults who own business, they'll like go to establishments and say, hey, you want to buy my this or that. And then adults will actually work with kids, which does seem a little out there. (laughs) These kids do not have a, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Permit or something? I mean, I think you even need a permit to run a lemonade stand on your own front yard. 
How sad is that? So Ted figures, wow, okay, 100 at 60 cents a piece. And Vicky's like, well, you're 50 cents off or you're 50 cents too much. And then he's like, wait, you're selling them at 10 cents? Oh, he's like, yeah, I'm impressed. And Vicky's like, you're impressed 50 cents too much. Vicky says uh, he only charges a dime. Jones one that says only a dime? So how are you getting all the ingredients and paying for all the ingredients? Jamie, of course, says, well, we were charging it to your account. I'm thinking, dude, she gave you permission to charge dinner for that one night, not for whenever you want to make burritos for this business. Well, there we see where he's been getting everything, charging it. Of course, they got the bill from the market. It's over $180, which for 1986 was probably a lot. And... That bill was probably just for, what, maybe a week, two weeks tops that they've been doing this? That is nuts. Which people nowadays, I mean, especially if you have, like, a family of three or four or whatever, I don't know what their grocery bill is per week. But I can imagine people don't even blink at a $180 grocery bill. That is a bit high for me. Usually I try to stick around, like, 150 and that's just for me and another adult. I remember when my dad would go grocery shopping and he'd start to get a little irritated if the, and this is mind you back in like the 90s, he would get a little irritated if the bill started to edge into the 50s and 60s. Yeah, we basically just got the bare essentials for groceries and it was just like the two of us at that time. So, of course, before Ted says how much the amount of what was charged at the market on that bill, he asked Jamie how much has he been charging for this little conglomerate of his. And Jamie's like, well, $43. Or how much he's taken in, excuse me. Which, I mean, that's for, I mean, is that just what he himself has taken in or the business itself has taken in? He's like, honey, our bill at the market is $183. 80, $83? Yeah. Vicky's like, it's only taken your son, what, $135 to make him the burrito king? So Jamie, of course, sees this as bye-bye allowance for the next 50 years. <laughs> I don't know how much he gets per week. <laughs> oh, Harriet's like, yeah, and your social security, too. So Joan says, you know, with the commission I made at my job for the last couple weeks, I made just about this. We could kind of throw this at the bill and kind of help that. But Ted's like, no, no, we're not going to do that. He's like, I know a way to break even. How about, since we're making 100 burritos, why don't we make it 200 burritos since we already charged for all this stuff anyway? And the kids all cheer even Vicky and raise the price to something that they'd be able to make a profit on it for this one time. And I'm pretty sure that the burrito business is going to be done after this like oh, this is no we're just we're not doing this anymore find another way mow wands and stuff like that so yeah now it's a, it went from a total of four workers to a total of six i guess the kids aren't going to school the next day and joan and ted aren't going to work because it's like 1 a.m and if you gotta be up before eight like ugh. Yeah, they're calling in sick. They're calling in sick. And granted, I love how <laughs> Harriet's over here and neither Bonnie nor Brandon have any idea that she's not asleep in her bed. That is a very frightening, frightening thing for them, of course. 
And that is the episode. I liked this. I thought this was definitely a cute one. Just, you know, the kids learned a lesson when it comes to um, responsibility and what you're, you know, starting a business and all the things that come along with it. So, and they learn about money and the value of it. I'd say definitely the lesson learned in this episode is if you're going to start a bit little business, if you're like a 10 or 12 year old, there are so many kids that they invent stuff in ways to kind of help make things easier. It's just amazing what some kids, especially, you know, the environmental ones who want to like try to help the environment and stuff. It's just some, it's just amazing what some of these kids just create. Just wow. But definitely you want to do something like this that's cool you do your research I mean nowadays if let's say Jamie were to do this he probably set up a Facebook account or an Instagram you know get the social media maybe even start a YouTube channel and just get his business out there that's how he would go about doing it yeah I like that but definitely you know do your research get your information find out you know, take a poll from, you know, the class, like, hey, I'm going to be starting a business. What's your, what's your preference? We got your burritos, we got your burgers, we got your um, tacos, we got your fish sandwiches. Just, yeah, yeah, just, just, or it doesn't even necessarily have to be food. It can be other things, too, or something. like I, I don't know. I don't know. But, I mean, his heart and his head were kind of in the right place. I mean, kids at that age... When all you're getting is an allowance from your parents and you want things, it's like you can stick with getting an allowance from your parents and eventually get the thing you want. Or you can go out and work and get experience and save for what something you really, really want. And you're getting work experience on top of that. But yeah, just if you want to start your own business, just guys, do your research. The information is out there and the internet is filled with information. You know, and you could even just look and see what, what kids are doing today to, you know, start their own little businesses and stuff like that. It's just so cool. So, all right, let's talk about what the episode is going to be for the month of March. All right, the mo episode for the month of March is going to be Season 1, Episode 15, entitled The Camping Trip, which aired on January 11th, 1986. In this episode, Ted and a group of kids get lost while camping. Wow, this one's got an 8.1. Wow. Oh, there's some connections here. On the camping trip, Jamie said that his father is acting like Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. Oh, and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. That's funny. Okay, look, I want to read, like, the I like to, like, see the difference between the synopsis on the DVD cover, or the back of the DVD, and the IMDb. So... The Lawsons and Reggie and Harriet take a wilderness camping trip and get lost. Wow. <laughs> okay, well, I'm sure amongst them, I mean, you don't got GPS, you don't got cell phones. So even if you did have cell phones, you probably wouldn't have any service out in the woods. So, <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure between the six of them, they should be able to get it sorted out it's gonna be fun though I'm, i i i think this is gonna that's gonna be a fun one kind of watching them all trying to figure out what to do you know harry's gonna be bossy and a pain in the butt and annoy everybody i don't know it's just ted doesn't i guess he i mean he's a computer guy which doesn't mean that a computer guy 
who's into tech-savvy stuff, well, for 1986, wouldn't be into camping or anything like that. But it's just, I think this is going to be fun. I think it's going to be definitely a fun episode. So, that being said, guys, I hope you liked it. I hope you enjoyed the episode just like I did. And I will be back in March with The Camping Trip. It is called The Camping Trip, right? Yes, The Camping Trip. Okay. Bye-bye, everybody.